Hey everyone, today, very special episode. We have a really uber talented musician, producer. I don't know. I don't even know what to call him. We'll find that out actually when we do get to talk to him. So he's creating a ton of music, ton of tunes for the world to enjoy. So I have on today Baby Boy Blue. Welcome. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you inviting me onto the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really funny because um, when we were starting this venture, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'd had on people I'd never had on before and my previous shows. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of like branch out. And Instagram was, t- you know, Instagram is always telling you, oh, check out this person. You might like this. And your name came across. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I'll check check out this guy. And you know what? I'm going to be really honest with you. When I first saw your content, I was like, wow, this guy's got millions and millions of followers. Look at look at what he's making. Like, <laughs> like he's really into it. Like, he's, he definitely knows what he's doing. And, like, no offense, I, I look at your, your account and I'm like, wow. Super small. <laughs> yeah, like. But it, but it's just a testament to like, and I'm, I'm, we're about to find out. But like, I it's just a testament to your work ethic. I really right. respect that. Oh, thank you, thank you. I I always try to because I actually it's weird. I get that comment a lot. You know, something that I hear amongst a lot of my friends or or more or less fans who who really love the things that I put out. They always say like they either say one thing. They say they can't wait for me to pop off. <laughs> Or they say you are you are a million percent going to get somewhere. But whenever I hear that, I never care about it. And in, in the same way that like like I really appreciate your comment because like you know I know that I put in some some really cool work and that I I do X Y Z. But I've worked with people who have those numbers, and I work with people who who are really doing what people think that I should be doing. I don't know if that's like kind of weird to say, but it's kind of like I live vicariously through them. <laughs> no, totally. Like they always say, you know, surround yourself with the people that you think are going to get you places and rather hold you back. So, I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like you're doing that. Um, in terms of, 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 of success, I mean, I, I talk about it all the time with my guests that, are, that come on about, you know, what, what's really success at the end of the day. Am I, am I, am I successful because I, I dropped two albums on Spotify and 15 people heard it? Hey, if that's what success is in my eyes, then um, look at me. I'm a millionaire. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, the fact that you're doing, and again, like I said, it was, it's no, it's no, and no offense or anything. It's just, it's just a testament to like how much you're willing to put in and go like, listen, because if someone does find me or I do blow up in a week, they could go back and look at my old stuff and go like, oh, he's been doing this forever. He's been, exactly. Exactly. And that's actually something that a lot of really successful people say. They say like, you know, some people get lucky and they pop off on like their first or second track, but then their fans have little to nothing to binge on. Right. Mm. Compared to an artist or a producer that, that gets discovered and they just popped off now, but they, they see that they have years and years of cataloged work and it, it's kind of like people say that because you have that cataloged work your legacy kind of feels a little bit more like genuine and strong i mean it's always like debatable and it's always like you know subjective but people tend to like the fact that 
this person blew up. Oh, but they also have so much other content that we can just indulge in. Like, it's what makes people remember you so much longer. You know what I mean? I remember when when Prince passed away. I mm-hmm. I was listening to you know his notable work, and I didn't realize how much of a catalog he really had. And I always thought mm-hmm. I was a Prince fan. I always you know like yeah, I like Prince. You know he's great. And then I went back and looked. I was like, oh my god, this guy had so much shit. I mean, there's reasons <laughs> exactly why, the reasons why we didn't hear it. You know, whatever. Like him and his, uh, you know, he's had beef with studios and whatnot. But then you go mm-hmm. back and go, wow, I could respect this man's catalog and and just why didn't I respect it when he was here? But you know, like you said, it, if someone could find you, whatever again, whatever that I made it is. Uh, and if they could see that, wow, I, he's been putting this work in for 15, 20 years or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. I could sit down and, yeah, I could enjoy I can enjoy his tunes for a long time. Um, yeah, like, you know, so, something that, like, it's funny they bring up Prince because when you when you think of Prince, I automatically thought of, of Pharrell and how, like, mm-hmm. people people may know Pharrell for, like, I guess, like, his, his big songs, like Happy... Um, but you know, there was like this video that I saw maybe like a year ago that was breaking down all the different songs that Pharrell had produced, not just like featured voice wise, but like produced. And, you know, that's when I found out about the whole like four count Pharrell thing. Mm. And what, after that, I was like, there are so many Pharrell records (laughs) that like a lot of people wouldn't know Pharrell made in this, in the same way that you said, like, you know, there's a lot of like Prince records that like, even for like an avid Prince fan, there's definitely songs that you still haven't heard of that you're, you're kind of just loaded. And it goes back to that whole entire very big discography that, that just comes from years of putting in work. Totally. Totally. Um, Yeah. Like Sia's like that. Akon. Like a lot of people that mm. you think of, oh yeah, they they've made great songs for themselves, but little do you know, some of the best songs you've heard came from those f- people, and they never sang them. Yeah, you're right. They produced, exactly. they produced or written some of the best songs in the last whatever amount of years. But you're right. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep giving you applause because, you know. I like what I see, <laughs> and, and that, <laughs> I really appreciate the it. fact that your hard work and is great. And is 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 music something that's always been a part of your life? Like I, I've talked to some some folks on here where they didn't pick up a guitar until they were twenty, uh, it, it, uh, and they didn't right. start singing until they were fifteen. So is is music always been a part of your life, or is it is it something that you adapted adopted later in life? It's it's actually really weird because I want to say yes, but the answer is, is also no. And the reason why I say that is because when I was younger, um, I think like it's not that I hated music. <laughs> it's <laughs> that like playing instruments was the thing that I hated. And like, you know, when I was a child, you know, I grew up listening to pop and, and R&B because my mom and dad love things like NSYNC and like your 2000s R&B. Um, but then they put me behind a piano to do piano lessons and I sucked at it and I hated, I hated it fully, right? To the point where like I had to beg my mom and dad to just like let me quit it, wow. right? And then there was a period where, um, you know, just being like a teenager, I picked up a bunch of different things, right? So first I wanted to be 
an artist. Like I'm very much a Spider-Man fan. So I would watch comic, uh, not watch comics. I would look at comics and want to be an artist and draw and all this stuff. And then I ended up picking up skateboarding through this one kid in my class. And he was the one who introduced me to rock music. Right. And because of rock music, and he was also kind of like a video game nerd, I picked up Guitar Hero. And mind you, like, even at this moment, I was trying to join school bands because my mom and dad wanted me to, or because it was just the thing that you had to do in school. I played trombone and trumpet. I quit both of them and I hated it. Like I hated reading music. I hated my, my music teacher. I was like, you would think that I'm like the last person to become this really like crazy musician down the line. But then, you know, Guitar Hero came along and I started to really appreciate what rock music was. And then I would, I would, it got to a point where I'd stop playing like the actual notes and just watch the characters in the background. And I'd be like, that's what I want to do. Every other instrument from before, piano, trombone, trumpet, I, fuck that. I want to play guitar now. And like, when I, it's so funny, when I asked my dad for a guitar, he was so skeptical. He said, I better not return this in a week from now. And it's like, it's like little did he know that I would hold on to it for like the rest of my life. <laughs> and like, you know, because of that, that's when like I started to get introduced to songwriting and bands and like this is why like, I mean you've seen my Instagram a lot of people who look at my Instagram they they wouldn't expect that I was into punk music and and rock music and and anything that had to do with drums and everything like I was a huge Green Day fan I was a huge Nirvana fan I love Slipknot Metallica um and I guess like with that like that's essentially how I got into really loving music and, and starting to write music and then inevitably that switched over to producing wow like you're right i i, I that's not the trajectory i would have ex expected um, <laughs> yeah i feel like at that point you're like i never want to hear anything beautiful musically again <laughs> Get exactly um, that's wild and you know i mean yeah i i i'm lost for words there i i i'm really surprised by that but that that's that's actually kind of fascinating. Um, do you think that, do you think it was specifically one thing that led you to want to produce besides, you know, playing that game? And, I, you know, I, is it is it Guitar Hero that, 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 that really solidified that for you or was it? Actually, no. I mean, something that you hear amongst a lot of producers is that a lot of them wanted to be the artist first. Right. And I I very much fell into that category. Um, you know, when I was in middle school and when I was in high school, uh, before I was Baby Boy Blue, I was just Liam Reyes. And I'll just go by that. And I would make acoustic songs. Right. And it would be me singing and everything. Like, I don't sing now, but like it would be me singing. And I made um, like a like a three track EP in freshman year of high school and I self-produced it all myself and you know when you're in high school and you're and you're producing you're kind of like you know you're, you're definitely not as good and it's lucky if you are good <laughs> so when I put it out there were seniors in my high school that were listening to it and were really like coming up to me and saying this sounds like professional it sounds really good right did you go to a studio for this? I'm like, I did this in my bedroom. And they were like <laughs> starstruck. 
so then because of that like um i i made a full length after that all all self-produced all mixed on that like i didn't even get help the only help i got was my best friend javelin who who helped with the photography and everything um same thing happened you know everyone was like everyone who was older than me specifically was like this is really good how are you doing this out of your bedroom and then of course like when people start hearing that and and they sing too you're you're in a high school full of full of musicians um they tend to tell you like i want the same thing like can you produce my record can you produce my song do did you think you had a, a, a some sort of I don't know how to put this, but do you think that there was a certain jealousy vibe going around being that you were probably one of the only ones doing this? Not at all. Like, I think, you know, in terms of other people, they, they definitely saw me as like a value thing because <laughs> after I started doing all that, like, it was like I was getting hit up nonstop to either just like work, do some free work, which of course, like when you're early, you have to be taking on free work. Or like there are people who are actually saying it's like, I want to give you money to make this thing. Um, and like, I guess like the, the jealousy, it wasn't more jealousy. It was like the scarcity. Cause like, you have to remember this is what, 2012, 20, 2011, when home recording was kind of in, in it's like right before like the infancy period where like, everyone can get an interface and like everyone knew what they were doing with FL studio and pro tools. Like it was right before that. So no one, everyone still thought that you had to go to big studios or at least like a home studio that was really, really built out. You know what I mean? But like, I, I was the fact that like I was working off of just a two channel interface with, with monitors that I, I, I found in my dad's garage or whatever. Right. Like, jealousy was like the last thing that I would even like describe it. It's more of just like, this guy has something that he can help me with. I need to put him on my team. And, and that's how I felt for years. You know, it always felt as though like, we're all just going to create different teams for different projects. And Liam is like the core behind all of it. <laughs> no, and that's good. You, you were, you were a valuable piece to everyone's projects. And I guess that's, I suppose that's your springboard. Um, my career, you know, as a producer and of course, just as Baby Boy Bloom, is to constantly bring value to people. Like, I don't really, like, not to sound kind of like negative, it's like, it's like, I don't really care about myself. Like, <laughs> I, I care so much about, you know, my artists and the producers that look up to me and the people who not even just like involved in music, but people who look at the things that I do and, and are inspired. You know what I mean? Like that is, is where that is, that is genuinely like the core behind why I do everything that I do. If it wasn't for that environment, I wonder if you would have continued with, with that, with that trajectory and, and, and going down that path, being around those people that were so, what seems to be very influential in, in your, in your career, those in, in that high school. Um, do you think that that is something you would have continued with? I, I believe so. I mean, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have become 
a producer. Right. Right. Maybe I I think I would have actually ended up being an artist. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, that's the dream, like since middle school, and of course, like dreams kind of divert. Yeah. So, like, if if it were if it weren't for people coming to me and specifically saying I want you to produce and like me lo- looking at certain idols that I idolized because I was doing that job of producing, I probably would have like really went hard in trying to be an artist instead of trying to be this like producer and even like or even like a mix engineer right and i i don't know like i'm kind of happy that it ended up being producer i mean again this is no knock to artists this is just the harsh reality of the industry but you know it's way harder for artists and especially independent artists to make to make income um especially these days not not really especially these days sorry but like just in general like you look at you look at the the income of a producer who's who's working just as hard to get his name out there or even like a producer mix engineer it's like nothing compared to artists who literally most of them try to rely on royalty money or they try to rely on other means like doing weddings or other services that don't have to do with actually being an artist so i feel like i'm i'm kind of lucky that i ended up as a producer because it it set me up to be a little bit ahead of the game compared to if I was just playing artists. I wouldn't know what to do if I was really, it's not that I don't know what to do, it's that like, where would I be if I was, if I started being an artist more instead of a producer? You know what I mean? Not to, to bring up the obvious ele- elephant in the room, but you know, money is a big factor in, in determining a, co- a career trajectory. I mean, you know, I, I I know, like you said, I mean, it's all we I talk about it a lot here. Passion stumps uh, sometimes. I mean, sorry, trumps the the monetary value. But at the end of the day, you know, you still got to make a buck. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, I was I was actually talking to to a close friend about that about how, you know, somebody can have a, a boatload of passion, right? But like, you know, again, because you have to pay the bills you know, and, and the very like lack of monetary value that comes from being an artist or even just being in the music industry in general, at least this is how the current state is. I hope it changes, but like it really, really discourages people from, from tackling it because I guess like, you know, as humans, we, we live in, in a very like fearful state. We, we want to play comfortable yeah. and the ones who are genuinely okay with taking risk and losing and genuinely okay with you know having things fall apart those people are the people that actually stick with the risk and take the risk and and say and like actually kind of see more success no matter how long it takes it could take a year 10 years like you know that's why people say it's like don't even don't even stop what you're doing even if you're like 30 or whatever because people like jay-z dropped his first album when he was like 30 plus Right. right. And and it makes sense because, you know, Jay-Z, like he was a risk taker and he didn't care about age. I mean, age like didn't really matter back then, especially like here in the rap game. But it's like, you know, because of that, you know, he still took the risk compared to if somebody that same age would have been like, there's no way I'm going to start something that spontaneous or that like, you know, I guess like that intense 
I'm just, it's just like I'm gonna drop it. But the people who take the risk are really the people who, who, who almost like certainly will make it somewhere. There's there's countless stories like that, and and it's this it's this tug and pull of of do I do I do it for the fame? Do I do it for the money? Or do I do it because I I genuinely am good at it and I and I'm talented and I have a drive for it. Um, yeah, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky balance you got to try to you got to have to make there but you know it seems like you know some people are, are figuring it out but uh you know i have a question for you i was you know, we were talking about you know you being a producer and whatnot and i have this i have this this talk with some people and you know a lot of people these days i mean music now for a long time it, it's not entirely tactile you know, not everybody's playing a guitar, not everybody's playing a drum, not everybody's playing the trumpet. A lot of people are going digital. It's kind of how you got to do it. But there are still mm-hmm. some people out there that see that as, you're not really a musician. You're not really a musician if you press buttons and if you do this and that. I used to be, many, many years ago, one of those assholes. I used to go, <laughs> this, this, he's, not, he's not talented. He pressed five keys. Look at him. <laughs> but then, you know, I opened up and realized, okay, I'm wrong. You know, there's a, there a lot more went into just pressing those five buttons. Uh, and it's not just five buttons. I'm just being an ass there. But, you know, <laughs> a, a lot more went into, if not more, work mm-hmm. and effort went into creating that that sound. What do you have to say to people that still have that closed mindset that digital is not the you're not a musician you, you know man it's it's really like the cycle of of the world you know i i i was watching this this is going to sound really random i was watching this vsauce episode i don't know if you watch vsauce or, or know what vsauce is it's like this educational youtube channel yeah and the the host michael was explaining uh how juvenilia basically is a thing where every single generation will look at the generation prior and say something along the lines of like kids these days when they used to be those kids right and there's kind of like this superiority um aspect of i'm older i'm wiser therefore i must be right now the reason why i'm saying this is because it's kind of the same thing that happens now in music right because a lot of the people who believe that the only way you can make quote-unquote correct music or like real talent music is if you're the one playing the guitar or you're the one playing instruments and there's no electronics right you know it doesn't make sense because coming coming from me who's a producer who also deals with you know electronic music as well as bands who who work with guitars and bass and everything there's just as much work in both things right and they're both real music because even if it's all digital and everything's on the computer you still have to have the mind of of theory and or more or less just knowing what sounds good to make that computer sound actually something you know what i mean like i guess like 
most people say this because they they're so used to authentic things on the radio of like early 2000s and like those singer songwriters songs where everything was just drums but like drum sorry drums bass guitar but like now there's there's new elements there and those new elements take just as much work as you know figuring out really great guitar tone or figuring out really cool drum pattern you know what i mean like yeah there there was kind of like a weird transition period like if you watched like (laughs) it's funny like if you watch certain early 2000s slash like 2010 um video oh sorry movies where there's like a band playing and there's trying to implement new like electronic things like the first movie that comes to mind is nick and Nora's infinite playlist where they're trying to play with like a drum machine that like may have been one of those moments where people say digital that's not real music drum machines that's not real music there's no soul in there but like right now being that it's 2021 we like really figured it out right we figured out how to make drum machines sound like it was actually played by a human and that's because we listened to the heroes prior like jay dilla right or we're able to modify a certain synth and certain oscillators to sound like an electric guitar solo because of how we did pitch bends and and ran that synth through an amp right like the people who think that are really people who are the most closed-minded people in the industry and don't want to see where things are going and and quite frankly a lot of those people are, are i i firmly believe they're gonna stay behind and you know they may be able to progress if they if they drop that but you know in order to grow as a musician and in order to to really be great at this music thing you have to learn how to adapt you know what i mean there's no point in even debating that because what's like like i could even ask you like what do you what do you think is next like what do you what do you think is going to be the next like musical technology thing that that everyone is going to be like what is this why are we doing this and then five years later everyone's doing it (laughs) right right yeah yeah i have no idea like it's 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 you know i i i I don't like to be the closed-minded guy but there are times where i'm just like where 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 could we go next Mm -hmm. but then someone does drop that crazy invention you're like oh my god it's obvious like how did i not see this as the next progressive step, but um, yeah, I would I couldn't even imagine what what the next thing would be in music. Yeah, and you know, unless you create, I, I, it. <laughs> exactly. Like unless you, unless you create that, like no one ever knows until until someone just like wakes up with the idea yeah, or like drops drops some drugs and like <laughs> and comes up with some really mind blowing thing. It's what, it's, what, it's funny that you mentioned the the guitar and the drum. Uh, stuff because I, I i used to teach at a school and one of my one of my students he was uh oh my god all but 14 and he was mm-hmm. dj and he, he was doing crazy gigs at fucking 14 crazy but um he one day was he, i walk into the room and he's playing one of his his um one of his creations and and it's just a wicked guitar riff and it's, it's crazy it's going mm-hmm. on and i'm like dude who, who'd you who'd you uh would you get that to record that for you? You know, what's, he goes, oh, I just made that. I said, you just made that. Like, no way. <laughs> like, there's yeah, no way you just wild. made that. Out of thin air, you just made that. You didn't, how'd you, 
And yeah, like it's just it, the 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 abilities we can like. I, I think about it. Ninety percent of the songs that we are probably listening to on on the radio, on Spotify, wherever. I bet not a single person played a damn instrument in terms of like your classical types of instruments. Yeah. It, but but we're all listening to it. Go, oh wow, look at that! Listen to that that guitar riff, man. That what a wicked what a wicked sound! And you're like, oh. That was that Dude, was literally a guy behind a desk. It's so it's apparent, crazy. especially in in hip hop music. Yeah. Oh man, like <laughs> I forgot. I think it was a Juice World song where the producer Nick Nick Mara Nick Mara, I forgot how to pronounce the name. Um, he sampled a song by the Police, mm. I believe. I and you know, in, instead of having somebody play the guitar riff that it was. It was all MIDI. Yeah. It was MIDI by Omnisphere. And I mean, look, I guess in that sense, some people can make the argument like, oh, but that's not real. But like, look at how well that song's doing. Look, look at who's listening. Real or not real. I I probably wouldn't have, oh my gosh, the best, the best example of this, right? Is is Charlie Puth's attention. Charlie Puth, time and time again, has stated that the baseline and attention doom, 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 doom. like yeah i thought i like me being a music producer before even looking into how he made it i thought it was real and so i found out that it was played on midi like see whoa like, there you go it, it, it's like really who like who cares yeah. Like and, and I used to be I used to be like you too. Where I like for for a good second I was like, "Fuck that!" Like <laughs> yeah. that's not real. Like there's no way. Like like I I don't like this because it's you know it's not real. But then I I asked myself like why like why am I really not gonna like this tune because the bass wasn't played for real? No, like Charlie Puth is a is a freaking genius and he made a baseline that that is really like you know something that may very much stay for a very long time i, I firmly believe that yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter if it's played for real play or not like the song's out it's it has its legacy and that's that's not even a debate to like bring it bring it up you know what i mean yeah so you know now that you mentioned your legacy no i'm just kidding um where, where <laughs> um, actually that kind of does bring me into that, which is I see that you release loops and a bunch of other packages for musicians to download, whether it's for free or whatnot. Are are they for free? Actually, and I don't want to be corrected. Yeah, the the ones that I released recently yeah. are free. All right, so like you're doing a lot of that. You're you're providing all this stuff for people. Is this something that um, you're always going to continue to do? Like what? Like I mean, I get it. It's it's you know you're you're putting yourself out there, but I mean, I, I'm trying to trying to not come off as an asshole here, but are you doing it to actually better people, or you're like, hey, look, it's me, it's Liam, look what I could do? Like that's actually that's actually a very valid question because I've had that question of like wondering why I'm even doing packs or why why I even do a lot of the things that. I do. Yeah, I'm just coming from um, the mindset of like, and again, for me, like, why, why am I giving this for free? I can just make money off of this. Right, like so. I've, even full transparency, and this is what I want everybody to know too, is it it really is a way for me to to make money and scale business, right? I won't even cap. 
like the the fact that it's free you know half of it like 50 percent of the intention behind the packs and even future product releases is genuinely because i want to provide value to people who look up to me like something that i'm, I'm even toying around with that i i don't want to do now but i want to do when i have a little bit bigger of a following like i want to do um like a mixing course mm -hmm. or i want to do um like an actual masterclass, or have people like coached by me for mixing or production whatever whatever i feel like i'm i'm stronger at now yes like that's going to be something that will have a price tag on it because in order for me to live and make a living off of this i have to do it and i think most most producers and and artists and engineers understand that and respect it but that's the that's the last thing that i legitimately focus on i don't focus on the price tag first i focus on like what do these producers what do these artists need or what is the problem that i can legitimately help fix right mm -hmm. and that's why like i i drop you know even free boy and and dream boy which are my two packs like when i made when i made free boy the the problem i was trying to even solve was there's a lot of people in the indie pop scene that is really heavily ignored like i'm going to be honest like because right now like uh, i'm sure you know this too the world of producers you're either a hip-hop producer or you're an edm artist or you're you're old school and you you produce rock music right. right and everything in between kind of feels like you're either leaning one way or the other and you feel ignored right now i'm in the scene of indie pop and i i feel that way as an indie pop producer i'm like i want drums or certain pads or certain loops that are very like either synth driven or like the, I want the drums to sound real or like I want them to sound like a good mix between digital and real. So that was a problem that I saw within the indie pop scene. I was like, I'm going to make my own pack and I'm going to give it out for free because this is something I feel like a lot of indie pop producers could benefit, whether they like it or not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they don't like it, at least I didn't throw a price tag on it. It's whatever. But at least I know that I did something to help and it's something that can help me make better product in the future. Totally. So. Like like, you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying, like, that was my, that was just my curiosity in that was, you know, you could easily throw up that 10, 20, whatever, but I don't want to put a price tag on it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> right. you could easily throw up a price tag, um, potentially, you know, risk getting zero downloads because it has a price tag, mm -hmm. and then you're left with, well, no one downloaded anything. But now yeah, that it's like, free, you're like, oh shit, look how many people are just willing to just check it out. Exactly. I I really saw that when I when I put it up on TikTok. You know, like TikTok is a really cool place right now in a sense of the algorithm puts it in front of people who legitimately it needs to be in front of, at least most of the cases, right? And you know, when I dropped Freeboy, which is my first drum pack, I made one TikTok and it got sent it got like put on a lot of people's for you page and it was cyber monday so it was like the best time to do it and within within a day it got like, like 200 300 downloads wow yeah and i was like i was like first of all it was like TikTok fucking works. 
But second of all, it's it's also just like, you know, I know that I could have put a price tag on it, but it comes at the expense of people not buying it. Especially like, you know, I can go, I can talk all day about sales, which I won't do here, but it's a million percent like a thing of like, you have to build this trust. You have to like kind of push your product to people who you know will trust you, right? Even if they don't know you, you kind of have to set that that authority for it. So I don't want to get there like right now because I think that right now I need to establish who I am and make sure people know who I am. And that is done by giving out these free packs. And like, I still want to do a bunch of free packs even when I'm charging for packs. There's going to be times where I'm just like, you know what? All these people are, are helping me make a living off of music. I want to give them something for free because they they rock me so much. And, and of course, like when someone buys something for free or gets something, sorry, gets something for free, like it's just even more of like this cycle of just like now they're hooked because they know that they have yep. a baby boy blue pack on their computer. Oh, Damn, yeah. this dude made this. I want more. I'll pay whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Like I, I love that concept of just growing it like that because it, again, I forget about the price tag because by the end of the day, the producers and artists who are downloading that are helping me and they're helping me by making sure that I help them, which is chef's kiss, dude, chef's kiss. (laughs) Dude, like I said, it goes back to me finding out who you are, uh, who you were on on Instagram and, and TikTok going, and this guy doesn't have the craziest following he deserves so much more what the hell he's putting in <laughs> all his fucking work all this effort and you know we haven't even touched your youtube channel your youtube channel right. is another f- fucking place that is not getting the love it deserves what the hell <laughs> right you put exactly you didn't even touch upon are you editing your own content is that is that you that's doing all that i i a million percent See? Yeah. my my schedule is like it's crazy i can touch upon that later but like I am I am the only person behind this entire production house. The the only people that do help me, I will say, I have two assistants to help me with the back end of certain mixing projects. So my assistant James and my other assistant Kyle, they help me with vocal tuning for like, you know, certain mixes and mix prep, which help which saves like so much time. And these are these are producers from my hometown that you know were coming up with me that I want them to win just as much as I feel like I'm winning. So those are the only people helping. But like other than that, like I'm editing all my videos, I'm shooting everything. Um, I and then on top of that, I'm still trying to, you know, DM clients constantly, and and then on top of that, actually do the music work and send it out to people and all my bookkeeping. You know, I have a, a legitimate business um like you know the irs and everything <laughs> llc um right maintaining that it's you know it's all me besides my two assistants and then if i ever need help with product launches i just outsource for for certain contractors and yeah like it for like 96 percent of the time all me wow well first of all excuse me you have two assistants <laughs> Excuse I get you. that a lot too. <laughs> Excuse you. I hope they're getting pleasantly. Uh, 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 not well. Okay, if you pay them, you pay them fine. Hopefully, they're getting paid. If they're not, 
Oh, they're they're getting checks. They're hopefully, getting checks. Okay, good. I was gonna say, hopefully, you're providing them with at least some sort of service, stipend or something. <laughs> no, of course. But um, wow, that's uh, that's fantastic. You know, like the like. Listen, one one. If you ever come back on, we'll talk about your business side of it. But back to the um, back to 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 what you're creating. It, it's just a, again, man blown away like it's it's i'm not surprised i mean we i that i do that here it's it's just me and i know plenty of other people that's the case as well and it's just it continues to just make put a smile on my face knowing that you know if you're willing to put in the work and and do it all then you know it's it's it'll it'll pay off at some point but um thank you i really appreciate that yeah man i mean that youtube channel it's really funny like it's it's the i was watching i was watching one a while back and i was like you know for a music guy, he knows how to edit video. <laughs> That's where I went to school for. So anytime I see someone that knows what they're doing, I'm like, oh shit, this right. guy, this guy's. And how'd you how'd you learn that? How'd you how'd you get into doing that? Um, I I guess like first and foremost, I I am like a YouTube addict. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. So you know, my my YouTube suggested is always some really ridiculous things like i'm a fan of swoozy and and young don the sauce guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which are which are both storytelling youtube channels and then on top of that just like i i tend to really look at what what musicians and music producers are doing on the youtube side because you know just to be competitive but when it came to the editing like it was also one of those things coming up as a producer and as an artist where like you know we always have to play our own you know, video editor, our own manager, like it's, it's a meme at this point. So <laughs> taking, taking up that skill of, you know, Final Cut Pro and, you know, video stuff. And, you know, I can't even take all the credit because, you know, my two best friends, Ben and, ben and Ray, you know, they are really heavy in photography and film. Ray, Ray is like my go-to videographer and my go-to um, photographer for a lot of things and uh, my other friend Ben runs his own YouTube channel that has like a ton of subscribers so he knows all the business back end and everything on top of that like he also knows he has the eye for good storytelling and film and everything and and again like me being like just a creative right and I'm sure you know this because you studied film like I am in love with film. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I love like watching movies in a sense of like knowing what good angles are. Like I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. And whenever there's like a really crazy like (laughs) angle that's very artistic, I'm like, that's a really great angle. Or like the way they color grade certain things, you know, how like certain scenes have to have a certain mood. I'm like, that's really great color grading. And whenever I have to learn about something, like, I guess a lot of people may or may not know this about me, but whenever I have to learn something, it doesn't matter if it's film, videography, like there's one point where I was getting into woodwork. Um, <laughs> I get so invested into it that I like need to know at least the fundamentals, like to the T, right? Same thing with like things like video games. Like I get so passionate about learning how to like do the controls and everything that like, I just end up being like, at, at the very least subpar good. So even on my YouTube channel, like I really don't think I'm the best video editor. In fact, like I, I think I'm like very like mediocre. <laughs> but like it's still one of those things that 
it gets the job done yeah. and and i get the message and i still keep it knowing that like this is entertaining for for my audience to watch well i, di- I didn't say you were good i just said no i i just thought that uh... <laughs> damn <laughs> no 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 but but what i will say is that it it fills it fits into that youtube style perfectly and and it's a testament to that because you you your youtube stuff is very youtube your TikTok stuff is very TikTok, and your Insta- yeah. Instagram stuff is Instagram. You're understanding all three platforms, and that's yeah. that's that's extremely important because too often, too many people, you know, and I get it. You're a musician first. You're a producer first. You're not mm-hmm. a social media person first. So, right. and I'm not just talking about you. Like in general, you know, that at the at the end of the day, some some people who are creating are not necessarily caring about their their social media and you know we could get into the whole conversation why it's extremely important to and all that stuff but you know you, and you see it you're like wow this guy knows how to sing but he's got he's got nothing going on here because he doesn't right. understand it but you you seem yeah. to understand it and more often than not for some folk and then and again not you but in some cases for some people that's really all that matters if this person knows yeah. how to post on TikTok, they could be the worst in the world. Oh, they're yeah. just really good <laughs> at it, and so they're getting the eyes on them. Yep. And again, that's not—it's clearly not you. I'm just saying, like, there's just a ton of people like that. Three hundred thousand views, likes, whatever, you, what have you. They're getting it, and yet when they sing, they're like, uh, "That's them singing." You're <laughs> like, "What is that?" What? But it, but they know how to—they know how to do X, Y, and Z somehow. Exactly. So. And, you know, that's a lot of my clients. Um, after after we work on something, they oh, uh, uh, this is at least the case for for the people who don't have really good social media followings. Like, you know, I, I work with some people who have their social media on lock. And if they were to ask me about social media, I have like a huge question mark of like, why you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're good because I I get this weird phrase and I don't really get this a lot anymore because I've made the conscious decision to stop posting on Instagram every day. I can get into that too, but um, a lot of people look at my, my Instagram, my social media, and they see the consistency, right? So they, they ask me how to do that and that they ask me and everything. Um, so whenever I work with clients, whether it's even, even for mixing or production, they always ask me, it's like, how do you think we should do this? How do you think we should go about, you know, releasing this so it maximizes everything? And it's something that's like actually hard to teach people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. teaching somebody how to be consistent with whatever platform that they want to take over, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, is not something that you can like tell them to. Do. I mean, you can, but like something, something that my friend constantly tells me is like, you can't convince people, right? You can all like the only person who can convince somebody to do something is themselves, right? And I'm a firm believer in this because I've had mentors before tell me, you should do X, Y, Z, you should do this, this, and you're going to scale your business or you're going to scale this. End of the day, like if I knew that I didn't want to do it and there's been moments where I didn't want to do it, I, I don't do it, right? In the same way that, you know, all these people who ask me like, oh, like, how do you do, how do you grow your Instagram? How do you grow your Spotify, your TikTok? 
YouTube. And I tell them the things that at the very least I know, and I don't think I'm a genius. I really don't think I'm good at it. I think I'm great, right? But like, obviously if I was better, I'd, I'd have a crazy amount of like followers, but I don't. Um, but it's kind of like end of the day, if they don't want to do it or like if they don't put in the work, it's just not going to happen. And it's, it's really like a very tricky game even i'm constantly learning there's there's like new philosophies that even i am am adopting like like i said before i stopped posting on instagram every day because it started to get kind of like cumbersome kind of like purposeless especially oh man especially on instagram i'm a firm believer that i think and hear me out people who are listening on this podcast i actually believe instagram is dying we, we can discuss about this. Whoa. <laughs> I, I really believe Instagram is, I don't think it's on its last leg, but it's getting there. You, every creator, not every creator, of course, but a lot of creators feel this way. I've spoken to a lot of people. It's an interesting um, thought. Like, but the, 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 then the thing goes, well, then what's the, what's the next thing? And it's like, I, I like actually think TikTok is the next thing. Well, like, I mean, I want to hear what you say. Well, I, <laughs> not again, not to get super political about it, but the danger with the TikTok thing is that it's not it's not American, and people have problems with who owns it and who runs it, and and I don't know if TikTok will ever be the big thing, um, because maybe because of that, and then also mm-hmm. you have look who backs. Look at back's Instagram. You have billions and billions and billions of of money, of dollars from from Facebook. So, I yeah. don't know if TikTok is the next thing. I'm sure there'll be something else to to take that over. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's really important to to realize is they're very different. And I know yeah. you know that, but they're they're very different. You have one that's at least in the beginning, it was strictly just here's a picture, here's a caption, enjoy your day. Yep. And and then it's evolved into a bunch of other, you know, things because of TikTok and because of Snapchat. It's it's adopted a lot of of those of those values. And then TikTok is it's videos, 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 heavily, heavily video related. So I don't know if that's the next step. I don't know. Uh, I, I I I hate doing this. We're having a good time, but we're gonna. We're going to start ending it here, and I always end, or at least I try to always end the show with this one question. Being that I love movies so much, and oh, that here is, we go. is part of my <laughs> life, I uh, always ask this question to whoever's on, related. it's related to whoever it is. Being that you're a music producer, I'll ask this. Um, it doesn't have to be a musical, but what is your favorite music-centric and or musical film? Oh man! <laughs> and if, I, I mean, I've I, never seen it. Maybe I'll go watch it now. Okay, so there's there's definitely a few that come to mind, but the one that I ninety percent always run to and always seems to pop up on my YouTube is Whiplash. Mm. I don't know. If, do yeah. you know Whiplash? I love, I love that movie. Oh man! I like it. I would watch that. It's very toxic and i don't i'm not like this anymore but when i was like really really into whiplash 
I wouldn't go to the extreme of, of freaking J.K. Simmons, of course. But like when I would have a client in and I would really want a great take out of them, I would like really kind of like rip into them. Not again, not as hard as as J.K. Simmons because he goes, he's like borderline abusive, right? But like, yeah, yeah. if if not, but yeah, if not, legitimately. But like, I would like there'd be a singer here. Or there would be like a rapper be like, that's fucking garbage. Why the fuck did you just say that? Or like, I would be like, do you really <laughs> thought that was good? Like, I would oh, say man. some really fucked up shit like that. I, again, I don't do that unless like that's like the the vibe in studio. Because some people like they actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But, you know, but at the same time, the crazy thing, I got some really great takes from doing that. <laughs> 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 I got some really great music coming out of that of that period, but I will say that's that that stops. But I love that movie. I love the messaging behind it, good and bad messaging of it, um, cautious messaging of it. Yeah, overall phenomenal movie. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's uh, it's an amazing pick. It's a great movie. Um, all right, man. So it is. It has been wow. It's been an hour. It's been great. Um, That's crazy. So Didn't feel like it. So I know we've talked about your social media platforms. Uh, how can we find you? Cool. So, warning before any for anybody who's listening, I know that my name is Baby Boy Blue, but on social media, it's Boy Blue Baby, <laughs> and that's because people people have the username. So if you want to find me, um, Instagram is Boy Blue Baby. Uh, Twitter is Boy Blue Baby Two because I got banned by BCMA. Um, I, whole story, but uh, YouTube you can actually find me there as Baby Boy Blue. Um, I think that's all I got. I mean, if you want to look me up on Facebook too, um, uh, Facebook.com/slash Boy Blue Baby, and that's that's all the social media I believe I have TikTok. <laughs> Boy Blue Baby, same thing there. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those. Yeah, no, he's he's killing it on there, guys. Definitely check that out, and also definitely check us out on Instagram, Creative Flow Podcast. But you knew that already. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> yes, sir. But um, but yeah, man, it's been fantastic. Thank you for being on, and definitely, definitely, will have you on again. Thank you, thank you for having me. Seriously. Right on. <laughs>